Welcome to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight, the podcast where we uncover the secrets of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and visionaries who've used public speaking to skyrocket their businesses and their bottom line. Get ready for captivating stories, valuable insights, and practical wisdom from the trailblazers who've mastered the art of the stage. I'm your host, Kelly O'Hara, and I'm thrilled to bring their experiences and expertise directly to you. Let's get started. back to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight, where we spotlight the game changers, the innovators, and the leaders who've leveraged public speaking to skyrocket their success. I'm your host, Kelly O'Hara, and today we're venturing into the meticulous realm of processes, organizational transformation, and the art of aligning people with purpose. Our guest is none other than Ryan Weiss, president and founder of Effective Performance Strategies, also known as the EPS Zone. Starting EPS Zone wasn't just another business venture for Ryan. It was birthed from a fiery passion for processes. With the inception of three successful companies under his belt and a history as a global executive where he steered the ship of a staggering $500 million product portfolio, Ryan has walked the talk, leading hundreds and instilling in them the power of systematic organizational change. But Ryan's mastery, it doesn't stop there. With EPS Zone, he's brought to the fore a slew of transformative services, from organizational performance to the unique optics suite, which encompasses training, integrated consulting, and services. Ryan and his team, they're on a mission. Their goal to catapult businesses into their zenith by beautifully intertwining people and process, boosting performance and ensuring that every company's purpose is not just a statement on a wall, but a living, breathing reality. Ladies and gentlemen, as we dive deep into how the world of processes can revolutionize your public speaking journey and your business growth, please join me in welcoming the process maestro himself, Ryan Weiss. Well, thank you for that great introduction, Kelly. It's uh, it's my pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to have this conversation with you. It's uh, I, I I love talking about people and process, so I am super excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here, and I'm going to start with you know I'm always interested in our guest journey. It's not just what they do, but why they do it and what led them there. And I'd love it if you'd walk us through your early days prior to founding EPS Zone, and what was the pivotal moment when you realized the importance and power of effective processes in business? Yeah, so. I will try to make this very short and concise to uh, to kind of give you the journey. But the journey really started when I was 15 years old. I started my first business um, and my dad wanted me to go to college. But he also said, Ryan, you've got to figure out how to pay for it. And uh, so he helped me start my first business and I was mowing lawns, uh, you know, doing doing the thing that a lot of folks do. My youngest brother is still running that business today, and it has turned into a much larger business. Um, he's got three locations and almost 50 trucks now that uh, are out servicing uh, servicing clients all over the Chicagoland area. So he has grown it exponentially. I was so proud of what he's done. But that, you know, his website for a while, it said it was founded in, uh, in 1992, I think is what it said. And I'm like, Craig, you were only like six years old then, right? 
<laughs> but it's true. Like, so I had a passion for business and being an entrepreneur at a young age, but I went to college. I, I paid my way through college, got out debt free. Um, you know, that was, that was sort of the, uh, the beginning of the journey. I got degrees in chemistry and finance. So if you sort of think about talking about people and purpose, and it's like, where does that come from, right? My degrees are in chemistry and finance. I'm a very technical, very process-oriented person. But the thing I learned on my journey was that uh, if you develop the ideal process, the perfect technical solution, but nobody follows it, then it's completely wasted. And uh, so I say people without process get frustrated. Process without people is wasted. If you create ideal processes, amazing processes, but people don't follow them or use them, then they're a complete waste of energy. On the other hand, right, if you have great people, right, you hire in the best people, you attract in the ideal client for you and your business, um, you develop some great vendor relationships with vendors, you, you have great people around you, but without good processes, they're all going to get frustrated. Great employees are going to leave. Great clients and prospects are going to find somewhere, someone else to service them. Great vendors are going to not be so great anymore. They're going to treat you differently if you treat them poorly and you don't have good processes. So, so all of these things kind of came together in this journey. So I went, I worked in a large multinational for 17 years, moved to Asia and back twice. We, we moved to Singapore, moved back, moved to the Philippines, moved back. Um, we were going to move to Germany. I said, yes, we were going to go to corporate headquarters. And I called my wife. She was still in the Philippines at the time, we, our last place that we had been living. And I said, are we really doing this? And we both decided it was time to uh, to, to start that uh, move back into an entrepreneurial journey again. And uh, so we moved back to the States. So it's about, about seven years ago now that uh, I left the corporate world, I pulled the ripcord, and I, I looked at it and I said, all right, what am I going to do differently? And uh, and so I became an entrepreneur again and uh, suffered the ups and downs of COVID and pre-COVID and post-COVID and all this other stuff. But along the way, we've refined this optic system that we've created. We now have a software platform. We've got my second book coming out early next year. And, uh, and my team has been growing. And so we're just having a lot of fun, uh, but aligning people in process to accelerate performance, to fulfill an organization's purpose. I mean, there's a lot of P's in there, but that's what we love to do. So uh, that's, that's where we're at on the journey. Boy, I can tell you can feel your passion. You absolutely love what you're doing, don't you? I do. I do. As boring as process may be sometimes, I try to make it interesting. So. Well, I mean, having this experience as a global executive with $500 million product portfolio, that's had to have influenced your views on organizational systems. But when you started what you were doing, what were some of the most significant challenges that you faced when you started EPS Zone? And how did process management help overcome that? Yeah, so so probably the biggest challenge that I faced when I first started EPS Zone was um, I knew that I could be an entrepreneur again. I underestimated how challenging it would be to leave a corporate role with uh, with you know regular paychecks and bonuses and international living allowances and all this stuff, and saying. 
I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> it was different. It was different this time around. So um, that was probably the biggest challenge was looking at it and um, and really sort of submitting the outcome and saying, all right, I'm really going to focus on building something that uh, that's that's going to impact the world in a, in a different way. And um, and figuring out exactly what that was and how we were going to do it and recruiting the right people to help me do it. Um, it's taken some time. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen overnight. So um, my dad asked me a couple of years ago, he said, would you ever go back? And I said, no, right? Like, I love the journey we're on. But, uh, but it, I would say at the beginning, I underestimated just how comfortable I'd become in the corporate world. <laughs> it's a big shift, isn't it? I mean, it. I think there's a courage to going out. There's definitely courage involved to going out and being an entrepreneur after you've had, I'll call it the cush of corporate life. It can be stifling. It can be aggravating. It can be um, stifling. Um, there's a freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur. And once you taste that freedom, it's it's really, you couldn't give it up. You just can't, but it has its own challenges. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. And 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 before I go into the topic of public speaking, tell me about your P5 rocket model. I found that to be terrific. I think you need to touch on that while we're here. Yeah, yeah. So so the uh, uh, the P5 rocket model really kind of came early in COVID. Uh, I went to the only conference I went to kind of that first year or two of uh, when everybody was wearing masks and all, you know, sort of remembering those days. But uh, I went to something called the Purpose Summit. And uh, in the Purpose Summit was really focused on organization and leadership purpose. Why do you do the things you do? And uh, and here I was focused on processes and people and performance. Like those were the things that I thought about every day. And uh, and the sort of insight for this P5 rocket came sitting in that uh, in that conference, listening to some speakers talking about purpose. I thought this is sort of the thing that's missing. The 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 purpose is really the nose cone of your rocket ship. That's where are you going and why are you going there? And if you can't clearly define that, then all the rest of the stuff is just mechanisms that just kind of spin. But they might be spinning you in the wrong direction. I think um, Alice in Wonderland, there's a there's a quote in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, she says, uh, I think it was her, her who asked uh, the Cheshire cat, she said, um, you know, am I on the right road? And he said, well, it depends very much on where you want to go, right? <laughs> so, and I started thinking about, you can make processes to make things more efficient and faster, and, but if you're pointing the rocket ship in the wrong direction, then you're just going faster in the wrong direction. And, uh, and and so, you know, I really started contemplating that, that what is the purpose of your organization? Why are you doing the things you're doing? Where do you want to go? Once you define that, then you can start looking at how do we create value and um, how do we measure performance and who are the people we need on a rocket ship and what processes do we need to enable those people to perform, to create value and fulfill that purpose? And so that P5 rocket really became sort of a, um, a metaphor for everything that we do. And, uh, and then the optic system is the engine. It's the stuff down at the bottom, the people and process alignment to fulfill that purpose. 
And, uh, and so everything just started evolved together, if you will, over the last several years. Boy, this really resonates. I think I'm just so glad that you're on this podcast. I think this is really going to make a difference to our people because it's really how you look at things. Perspective is so important. And I can really appreciate where you are in all of this and what you're contributing. Now, let me ask you about public speaking, because I know that public speaking is the fastest way to grow your business. And I'm curious if it has, if, if your being a speaker has impacted the trajectory of EPS Zone and um, what's gone on for your business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, on the Myers Briggs type indicator, for example, I'm a very introverted person. So that's why I was drawn to process and chemistry and finance and all those things. But as I started to realize the importance and the impact of people and getting people engaged and getting people excited and things like that, it, it you know, I started to um, really sort of turn on the uh, the public speaking part of it and, you know, applying to be on podcasts and, and getting up on the stage at the CX forums or getting up on the stage at uh, um, for the Valley Industrial Association. I, I started realizing the um that it, if I, instead of making it about myself, if I made it about my passion for helping the audience to do something different, uh, I started really getting energized about it and I started having fun with it. And, uh, and so as I started getting on more podcasts and getting on the stage more often and looking at it through the lens of, I'm here to help the audience to do something different, to get excited about uh, transforming their way of thinking um, it, you know, that just sort of evolved into a way of selling. And, but I, I say that without selling because my, I, I never really love being a high pressure type of a person. Um, I like sharing my knowledge. I like sharing my perspective and, uh, and providing people with a new way of thinking about things. And, uh, and then what that does is it draws in like-minded people with similar values who are looking to make an impact and and that audience just keeps growing and growing as i as i kind of go through that and uh and i find myself not selling as much and just sharing and and you know giving the perspective and uh and drawing in attracting the the people who are interested um in the perspective and sometimes they're not people who share exactly the same values as me but they are interested in having a different perspective on things. And, and so, yeah, so I, I, I've really started enjoying it much more than I did early in my career when I just didn't want to speak in front of anybody. <laughs> I get it. I, so you see a lot of value in mastering the art of public speaking and that it really complements the implementation of, you know, even in effective business processes, this could be very interesting. So how do you integrate your knowledge about systems and processes into your public speaking? How do you actually make that? I mean, I'm thinking about it as, you know, you're giving tips to people about how, you know, I think you're covering, it sounds like more of the feeling of it, but integrating process management, that's challenging in, isn't it in creating the talks that you do? So oh. how do you blend that expertise into being 
a compelling speaker. I know our people would want to know that. Yeah. I think for me, it's um, a lot of it is about telling compelling stories. And um, and so the, the first book I wrote is actually got kind of a wonky name. It's from orangutan to rocket scientist, how to lead and engage your team with, with effective process. So the rocket is the P5 rocket. The orangutan is a uh, a story that I read on the wall at the Henry Dorley Zoo in Omaha, Nebraska. My twins were like, you know, I don't know, they might have been four or five at the time. And uh, and we're standing there. And I'm reading this story about Fu Manchu, an orangutan that lived at the Henry Dorley Zoo in the 1960s. And I'm reading this story. And, uh, and the whole concept of one of the PowerPoint slides that I used to teach from came to life. And, uh, and the slide at the time was probably the most boring slide. It said, what is required to change? And it said, tools, skills, and mindset. And I'm like, nobody's ever re going to remember this triangle and these words, right? But I'm reading about Fu Manchu and, uh, and how he was escaping from the cage. And the head zookeeper, right, the CEO of the zoo was angry at his employees because the orangutans kept getting out. And he's looking at it, he's like, why why are my employees so careless until one day they saw him he's picking picking around at the the door and all of a sudden the door pops open and fu manchu runs out and all the other orangutans follow after him and they make a mess of the zoo and they tranquilize him like how do you get out of it and they found that he had taken a piece of wire um from the lights uh, up above and he had used that to pick the lock and then he hit it by his gum line like a retainer and they <laughs> All of a sudden, that slide, the tools, skills, and mindset came to my mind. And I've been telling this story for a number of years now and uh, uh, about the, the three things that Fu Manchu needed are the same three things that you or I need to make change. One of them is the tools. Once they took away that piece of wire, he could no longer escape from the cage. The second thing was the skills. Imagine if you gave a key to a zebra. You could throw a key in the zebra cage. Zebra wants to get out of the cage. He now has the tool that he needs, but a zebra will never develop the skills of how to pick the lock. So Fu Manchu needed a tool. He needed the skills. And the third thing was he needed the mindset. There's so many employees and organizations, not just employees, but leaders, managers, people, right? That um, they, they have the tools, right? They've, they've got the software, they've got They've got skills, they're investing in training and relations, but if they don't have the mindset that they want to change, that they want to improve, then then they're not getting out of the cage, right? The the uh, if they're happy eating bananas and having uh, having you know being cleaned up behind them, then they're not getting out of the cage. And uh, and so when we think about enabling people with process, process is just a tool. The enabling them with the mindset and the skills and the motivation to do something different is uh, is what gets me excited. And uh, and so I, I don't know. I think I just gave you a long answer to a short question, which is how do I translate this into speaking? It's by motivating people to think about um, these stories that are relevant. Because I have people come up to me from years ago who are like, I remember that orangutan story you told me, right? People remember stories. They don't remember processes. They don't remember details. But but these are the things that help them change habits and behaviors. And that's what gets me super excited. I, you know, I hesitated asking you about storytelling, thinking, hmm, 
I, I saved that and I got to tell you, that was the quintessential value of storytelling. I will not rem I will not forget this talk and that story will stick in my mind. That's brilliant. That was just brilliant. So much better than that slide I've seen 25 times in the last three months alone. I'm so sick of that same slide. And now I will think of your story. Brilliant. I'm ending it on that. That is absolutely fabulous. You have made the point beautifully. And I got to say, as we wrap up this conversation, I want to give you a heartfelt thank you, Ryan. This was, first of all, your journey, your journey from passion for people and processes and the way you've harnessed public speaking, obviously, to amplify your mission, it's really admirable. You've provided a new perspective on the importance and value of aligning systems and purpose and effective communication. And I really want to thank you for sharing your expertise and for the transformative work you're doing with the EPS zone. I'm certainly going to go in and go a little further into this because now you've got me. It was the orangutan story that finalized the deal. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Kelly. And uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to answer a few of these questions and get to know you a little better. So this, is, this has been great. Thank you. I feel the same. And if all of you would like to learn more about Ryan, go and visit the EPS Zone website at EffectivePerformanceStrategies.com, the EPS Zone. And thanks to all of you for tuning into the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight. It's conversations like these with industry leaders like Ryan that illuminate the path to success both in business and public speaking. And remember the key lies in constantly evolving and learning and being open to change. And these days, one has to be ready to pivot because we live in very interesting times, don't we? So I hope you found today's episode valuable to your business and that you're walking away with actionable insights. And <laughs> you will not forget that orangutan story either. I know it. And until next time, keep speaking, keep growing, and stay inspired. This is Kelly O'Hara, Six Figure Speaker Spotlight, and I can't wait to see you next time. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive once again into the remarkable stories and insights of our incredible guests. Their experiences and wisdom are not just meant to inspire you, but to provide you with actionable steps to take on your own path to success. Remember, you have a story to tell and your voice has the power to transform your business and make lasting impact. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an empowering conversation. We'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review and share the show with your friends, colleagues, and your fellow visionaries. Until next time, keep speaking, keep growing, and keep reaching to make your difference. This is Kelly O'Hara, signing off from the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight.